0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. And you know what? Let's get it out of the way right now. Right? Let's just throw it out there. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It is our last show right before the holiday. Dan Grosser Show. ESPN, a full two-and-a-half-hour vehicle, that's right, on this Thanksgiving Eve Eve on 98.7 ESPN, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We've got Harvey. He was playing NHL today with Joe Neuendijk. We've got Joe as well. Not that Joe, the other Joe. But we're with you until 9 o'clock. Then we got Gordon and Larry. They're going to take you the rest of the night here on this Tuesday. You can tweet at me, at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. And, again, happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody gets to where they have to go to safe and sound. I know the weather stinks out there tonight, and this is when the traffic escalates. See, the Wednesday used to be like, and I guess technically speaking, it's probably the busiest travel day where, like, everybody is out and about. But now, like, people over the last several years – have tried to get a jump on things a day earlier, and they stay home on Wednesday if they can. And so Tuesday is like the nightmarish day when it comes to travel. So if you don't have to be out, stay home, chill, relax, and we'll keep you company here over the next little while. We'll talk to Jordan Renan coming up at 7 o'clock, get our Giants report in since this is our – Last chance to do that before this weekend's games. Of course, the Jets are back at it on Friday afternoon, and that'll be the next time you hear me over at MetLife Stadium coming up at 1 o'clock with our pregame show, Buddle and myself, for a little Black Friday extravaganza between the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. And in case you haven't heard, Jets are going to have themselves a new quarterback for that game against the Fish, and it will be none other than... Then Tim Boyle. Harvey, what was the, um, the hashtag you sent me? Was it let it boil or something? Is that what we're riding with? Let him boil. Let him boil. <laughs> I'm going to have to borrow that on Friday for the broadcast. I'm going to see how many times I could work in let him boil throughout the uh, afternoon slash evening when the Jets take on Miami. And look, I think you have to go into this thing with a clear head, right? If you expect Tim Boyle to go out there, And throw for 350 yards, four touchdown passes, or hell, even do what Mike White did the last couple of years when he was given an opportunity. I don't think that you're being fair to the quarterback because this is not exactly an easy situation. It's not. Remember, Tim Boyle was a guy, (coughs) excuse me, who was here because he's got familiarity with the offense. But if we want to borrow the same refrain with Zach Wilson in trying to talk away his struggles for the first 10 games of the season in that he wasn't even supposed to play this year, well, you can really double down on that and make the same case about Tim Boyle because guess what, boys and girls? Tim Boyle wasn't supposed to play this year, right? He was the third stringer. Remember, Tim Boyle was a guy that when cuts happened at the end of training camp, he was on the cut list and they brought him back and he was a practice squad guy. And then Aaron goes down four plays into the season, and then Zach is up, Tim Boyle's up, and then they only had the two quarterbacks for a couple of weeks before Trevor Simeon was signed to be that practice squad guy. And now Trevor Simeon is up, and Zach Wilson is going to be the emergency quarterback coming up on Friday and probably moving forward throughout the rest of the season, barring an injury from happening. And the funny thing about that is, like, I was thinking about that. And I know that a lot of this stuff doesn't have any rhyme or reason half the time. I get it. It's weird. But think about the trajectory, the rise and the fall of Zach Wilson over the last couple of years, right? Starting quarterback at the beginning of 2022 got hurt. But as soon as he was healthy, he was the starter. And he almost looked forward to him coming back. And he came back and he played that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those two fourth-quarter touchdowns won the game. And you're thinking, all right, onward and upward, big year number two from this guy. And they were winning games. But then his play dipped a little bit to the point where they have to put him on the bench. And then Mike White became the starting quarterback. So then Mike White gets hurt. And then Zach is right back at it again. He's the guy. But then the performance goes south with Zach again. And Mike White is deemed ready to go. And then Zach is not only the backup, he's the number three quarterback to close out the season. Because remember, when they needed a guy to play that last game in Miami, they went with Joe Flacco instead of Zach Wilson. So he went from the one to the two, back to the one, down to the three. And then when the offseason rolls around and we come into 2023, you got Zach, and you didn't even know if he was going to be on the roster uh, for this season. At least I didn't. And I thought that if he was going to be back, he would be no better than the three. But they said, no, we got Aaron Rodgers. Zach is going to watch. He's going to redshirt. He's going to learn. Zach was the number two. So if you're keeping score at home, let's see. We went from one to two to one to three to two. And then four plays into the season, he becomes the one again. (laughs) Stay with me. Ten games go by. Team only scores one touchdown in about four months. And now they have to make a change of quarterback again. So Zach doesn't become the two. Now he's back down to becoming the three again. I, 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 I swear you almost need like the most tricked out GPS roadmap to figure out the ups, the downs, the left, to rights, the side, to sides, the backwards and forwards of Zach Wilson over the last couple of years. I don't even know how he knows where to even show up to work each day. His head must be going in a million different directions. Really and truly. And look, I understand that it's a bottom line business. And I know that it's measured on one thing and one thing only, and that's results. I get it. And the results haven't been there. And I'm not one for this. Well, if they did it differently in his first couple of seasons while he was here, right, you know, if they had a veteran quarterback and he didn't start from day one, would things be different? Would, you know, would we be sitting here having this conversation? I don't know that, right? None of us do. They can claim that maybe they would have did something different and maybe it would have had a better outlook on his future, but nobody knows because think about this. You're three years in, right? The kids played – what, 40 games? There t- you know, give or take, 40 games? That's enough time that you should be able to figure something out. And if you are going to show that, hey, you got what it takes and you're the answer, that's enough of a sample size. It really and truly is large enough. So all the woulda, coulda, shoulda stuff, that's, that's useless at this point. Okay, the Jets are in the situation they're in right now and they have to deal with it. Rodgers got hurt four plays into the season. They thought that this was going to be the best approach for them in terms of riding the ship, keeping them on a path to the playoffs, and guess what? It didn't work out. It didn't work out. And now with Tim Boyle, who started a few games in his NFL career, hasn't won one, but he's somebody who knows the system. And as I said on the show last night, you're not expecting Tim Boyle to go out there and play like Dan Marino. That's not what this is about. All you're asking Tim Boyle to do is go out there and, as Robert Sala likes to say, make the layups. Do the easy stuff. Because that was becoming problematic for the guy who was playing the position the last few weeks. You know, when you have 40-something possessions and score one touchdown, you got to change it up. You got to. Because that's really hard to stomach in this day and age in the National Football League. Where offensive football is supposed to be a little bit more accommodating as opposed to what it was all those years ago. When you see some of these other teams, teams that we wouldn't even call good, right? Some of the below average clubs in the NFL with quarterbacks that we would not even call upper tier, not even close, just so-so. When they're going up and down the field and scoring points and putting the ball in the end zone, you sit there and you ask yourself, why can't we do that? Right? Why can't I have that? It's like when you're a kid and you go to the store and you want to get like that new shiny toy that's in the window and you tug on your mother. I want that. Why can't I have that? That's what Jet fans are like when they watch games on Sundays. They watch the red zone and they watch all these other teams go up and down the field and they score touchdowns and they have fun. And then the Jets play and they say, why can't I have that? I'd say it's about time, right? Been long enough. And it doesn't have to be that way. And you don't even have to look that far. I'm not telling you to check out what's happening in Tennessee or what's happening in Seattle or L.A. Look across the damn street. That's all you got to do. Look down the hall. The guy who lives down the hall. You had a guy who's living in his parents' house, whose mother makes his bed each morning, go out there and throw three touchdown passes on Sunday afternoon when he got sacked nine times in the National Football League, the same league and the same sport that the Jets played later on that same afternoon. That's why you make a change. And it's not necessarily that it's going to be the end-all, be-all, and it's going to fix everything. But it is, in a sense, change for the sake of making some change. Because the status quo could not continue. Nothing more, nothing less. And it'll give you a little bit of a spark. You know, the fans, I, and, and I hate to say this, but you may not believe this, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Okay? Before I started doing this professionally, like I said, might be hard to believe, okay? But I'm going to I'm just going to come clean here, okay? I used to be a fan. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Like growing up as a kid, like I I was a fan of sports and teams and yeah, like that 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 happened. So whenever you change a quarterback, it's going to bring a little bit of juice. It has to, right? Most popular guy in any city, on any team, is the backup quarterback. Because whenever something doesn't go right, and whenever the team is slumping a little bit, everybody wants to call for the backup quarterback because they know that he ain't the guy that's currently the quarterback. And you may not have even seen this guy play yet, but he's still a number one, the most popular guy in the room. Because everybody thinks he could do it better. And that may be the case. It may not be the case. So Tim Boyle's going to have a little bit of that going for him on Friday afternoon when he steps out on that field. Wearing his black uniform with his black helmet on Black Friday. And the fans are going to give him a standing ovation probably. Barely even knowing that Tim Boyle was in the league before the Jets signed him in the offseason. But that doesn't matter. Because to the Jet fan right now, his name is not Zach Wilson. And to the Jet fan, that's good enough for starters on Friday afternoon. And it's sad what happens in professional sports. It really and truly is. Because you know what? You don't wish that on anybody. And Zach's a good kid. It just did not work out. It didn't. And you'll hear from him a little bit. He went up there and faced the music today. After the fact that he was demoted again and he said all the right things. And, you know, from last year to this year, certainly you could see a difference in the demeanor as to how he conducts himself off the field. And that's all well and good. But unfortunately, he wasn't picked second overall to do press conferences and to give the right answers and to say the right things. It was to go out there, lead this team up and down the field offensively, score points and win football games. And he didn't do that well enough. And that's why they went and found somebody else. Because the guy out in California right now, he could sit there and talk about his rehab and, you know, all the modalities and all these other things that he's doing and target dates. That, to me, like I said, means nothing. Because while you wait for the white knight to ride in on his horse and save your season, your season is slipping away. And it might have already slipped away at four and six. The only thing that the Jets should be worrying about is getting Tim Boyle and the rest of that team ready to play the Dolphins on Friday because the Dolphins are trying to win a division. They're trying to get a home game in the playoffs. They're trying to fend off the Buffalo Bills. They don't care about the Jets' problems. To them, they could care less if you took some yo-yo out of the stands and made him the starting quarterback. They're going out there to win a game.
0: splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely
1: this is the dan grasa show on 98.7 espn
0: this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple
1: positivity how about this I just saw this on uh, Sports Center. they had the one of the guys up there who does fantasy and I don't know anything about fantasy I don't play it never have never will anyway so the two games that Tim Boyle started with the Lions at the end of the 2021 season it was week 16 and 17 at Atlanta and at Seattle during those two weeks Amon Ray St. Brown wide receiver from the Lions had the third most fantasy points of any wide receiver in the NFL during those two weeks with Tim wow. Boyle, baby, wow. slinging the rock. Tim Boyle. That's right. So all the Garrett Wilson fantasy owners for this game on Friday, watch out. Play them, start him, start him again. Do whatever you got to do. Hell, throw even Alan Lazard in there. He's going to make some plays. Let him boil, baby. Let's start it off on the phones with Benny in Coney Island, who's first up here on the Grasa Show, 9870 ESPN. Hey, ben, how even, are you? Hey,
3: Dan Grasa. Hey, shout out to you and the company, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody listening. Same to you, Ben. What's going on? Hey, man, I just wanted to shed a, a, a quick light on the uh, New York Jets season this uh, this uh, this year. Long story short, um, you know, we're at a 4-6 record, although the season's not over. Um, I certainly do agree with what Aaron Rodgers mentioned about the four and six and uh, what could be done this coming Friday with the uh, prime uh, first uh, Friday game. And uh, with that being said, um, you know, it's just one of those things to where Aaron Rodgers, if you're listening, um, you know, if you can uh, perform the magic to get back, um, I certainly, certainly um, hope that you can do that because you are a magician.
1: Benny, you know what? I, like I said, that's still a long ways down the road and I thank you for the phone call, they got to take care of business this week, right? Don't worry about December. Don't worry about Aaron Rodgers. Worry about the Miami Dolphins with Tim Boyle because, realistically speaking, the hole that the Jets have dug themselves right now, all right, I, I understand that, you know, 10-7, and 7, for example, might get you into the playoffs. But if they lose this week and they're 4-7, and 7, that'll drop their conference record to 2-6. and 6. And when you're talking about, and you can pretty much rule out winning the division, right? Then you're going to have to look at wild cards. Okay, well, just go to the AFC West. You lost to the Chargers, lost to the Raiders. You beat the Broncos. But a team like, you're going to see Cleveland down the road in December. But all these other teams have better conference records than the Jets. So it's difficult to even break ties. That's why all these losses were extremely costly along the way, games that were winnable games. But the offense just did not hold up their end of the bargain. Ira's in Staten Island. He's up next here on
3: 98.7 ESPN. Ira, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, Dan. How are you? That's right. Just take care of business, and I'll have my Tim Boyle uh, pom-poms on uh, Friday and looking forward to it. That's it. I I, I wanted to run by. The, I run this by you, and I, I'm, I'm I'm very serious. I'm not. It's not to downgrade anybody or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If I was Zach Wilson and I Mm -hmm. was his agent, this is the advice I would have for him. Go the Doug Flutie route. I think right now, the way his game is constructed, he would fit perfectly in the CFL. Go up there, get a a couple of years under your belt, get yourself straightened out, and then the opportunity will arise. If you have success up there, to re-enter the NFL and try to have a career, because at best he's going to be a third-string quarterback somewhere, and he's going to sit and sit and sit. He goes up there, he could play, he could work on his game. It's a what that that league up there is built for his game, the way he plays right now. And if he I, could build on that, it maybe could really restart his career somewhere
1: else down the road. I don't think that's crazy. And guess what? The fact of the matter is, he may have no choice. Right. He might have a choice because I don't know what type of damage that he did to his stock with how he performed this year and really how his career has unfolded up until this point. I still seem to think that he will be on somebody's NFL roster next year, whether it's second string, third string. He, he, He will be on some team. But in terms of getting significant playing time, it might end up having to be a place like the CFL down the
3: road. And then, like I said, that's not a bad thing. I, like I said, if I was his agent, that would be the advice. He's made his money. Let's face it. I that would be the advice I would give this kid: go get your head together, get your game right, build, and try to get your game more like an NFL. You have a couple of years to do it. You out of the limelight, and then you could re-enter the league. So, course, to go sit on the bench as a third string, or backup quarterback for the next ten years is a complete waste of time for the kid.
1: Yeah. And look, Ira, we'll see what happens. And I thank you very much for the phone call, as always. It's it it really is remarkable. And, you know, you think about. Look, I understand. That at the end of the day, you got to get it done. What happens on the field is ultimately what's going to determine your future, your fate, your present, whatever. But. For a guy who never had a misstep off the field, and I'm not talking about the press conference last year when he you know, said that he didn't owe it to the defense. I mean, come on. If that's the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you in your life, please. But for a guy who's had no issues off the field, no arrests, no bad you know what I'm saying? It's just he's gone out there and just has unable to have success as a quarterback. Now they're already talking about this guy possibly being out of the league after three years, which is – it's unbelievably hard to fathom. And that's why I just don't think that will happen. He'll he'll be on a roster next year. Artie in Brooklyn, up next, here on 98.7. Hello, Art. How are you?
4: Hey, Dan. I, I was telling the uh, producer that I called you after the Buffalo game. I said, well, at least we found a backup quarterback. <laughs> and, and that <laughs> didn't happen. But I'm hoping I can call you after the Dolphin game and say, hey, I think we found our backup quarterback. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. But hey, Art, all, all you got to do, is hey, is Art. I'm, if so you can't... I'm going to the game, yeah. and I'm so happy that Zach's not the quarterback, and not because you know I support him, right? right? But it would be so brutal. And the only, like, best chance of winning – is now you know anybody but Zach because yeah. it's just he, he would be playing like a road game, you know it'd be, it'd be so difficult. And I guess the recipe is the same for Boyle that it would be for Zach. Just manage the game and hopefully our defense, special teams, in running game. Obviously, you know you look at it. Okay, they beat the Eagles, they beat the Bills, they beat Denver. The same formula. You will look when you don't, when the defense does not get turnovers, when we don't run the ball, our offensive line is depleted. The only thing I got to say is that Boyle looks like he could read the defenses a little better than Zach and that he'll get rid of the ball. He's still going to get sacked. And um, I guess the the other thing, too, is that, you know, I was on this. You know, Sally with the sixteen. He started that with the six I believe six teams can win the Super Bowl where one of them the eighty five defense talk. Yeah. You look at that that fourth and two play. This goes right back to last year what I was saying. Fourth and two. You stop them on fourth and two, well you might have a shot. I don't know. You're talking you're talking
1: about the Ty Johnson play. And all right, I gotta I gotta go because I gotta hit the break here. But thanks for the phone call. And you know, he's talking about the touchdown to Ty Johnson of all people, the former Jet, right? Who, well, by the way, is one hell of a cook. He's probably gonna whip up a great Thanksgiving dinner. Ty Johnson. All seriousness. Um, that time though, that defense was already like checked out. I think. And who could blame him? Right? They knew the offense wasn't gonna do anything. It wasn't gonna get any better. It was one of those days. You know, they're humans too. You don't like to hear it, but it's fact.